Jones. This is Chopper 2. I want to take you below. The situation is just incredible. I can't believe what I'm reporting, but a man who police believe to be deceased serial killer Michael Myers has taken a hostage now identified as Laurie Strode. Miss Strode allegedly shot and killed Myers herself after being abducted on Halloween night. And as if this story couldn't get more twisted, it was revealed earlier today that Miss Strode is... Welcome back to the Haddonfield Horrors Podcast, where we review horror movies and horror movie franchises. I'm Mark. I'm Tawan. And I'm Maria. And today we're watching Halloween 2, 2009. The follow-up to Rob Zombie's 2007 Halloween remake, released in 2009, written by and directed by Rob Zombie. But before we get into this movie and all our opinions on it, Maria, can you give the people a plot summary? In the aftermath of Halloween, with Michael Prism dead, Emotionally scarred Laurie tries to pick up the pieces and start afresh. However, as Dr. Loomis wants to capitalize on the horrific events of the past, documenting everything in his new book, Laurie begins to experience vivid hallucinations, and Michael, who was alive and deadlier than ever, stains his hands with blood once again. This dark Halloween murderous Michael Myers is hell-bent on reuniting with his sister. Who can stop Michael, the force of pure evil that never dies? So, this was a weird-ass movie. Very weird. But Maria, this was your first time seeing it. Like, what were your thoughts overall? But also, I, I should say, this is completely different from the original Halloween 2. The original Halloween 2 takes place, like, a, like a few minutes after the, last, after the first one ends. And it takes place completely in the hospital. So this one is completely, this is like Rob Zombie's original idea. So what did you think, Maria? It was, yeah, I mean, there were a lot of moments where I was just like, what the fuck? Um, and it was just like, I don't know. It was just a lot. Like, in, like, okay, like the first, what, 20 minutes was her dreaming? Like, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> That's was, because... I, he did that because he was playing homage to the original Halloween 2, which took place in Haddonfield Memorial. So I got it. But then, like, no, don't do this. It took way too long. Like, way too long. It is. Um, yeah, like, it was so long. I don't know. But, um, I mean, I liked it better than, than the first movie, for sure. Um, I liked a lot of the effects of the movie, like mostly with just Michael. Um, a lot of like the scenes with Michael, I feel like were were filmed very nicely. But um, but the camera angles bothered me a lot too. Um, the characters bothered me a lot. The only thing I liked about the movie was just Michael and how he looked pretty cool in some of the scenes. Um, like he looked pretty like. He really gave off like slasher vibes. Like he is a murderer out here murdering people, um, and it looks cool. But other than that, this movie was weird. Like I could have done without anything else. Like if it was just Michael murdering people, I would have been fine with that. <laughs> um, everything having to do with Lori, I feel like I didn't like. It was just kind of dumb. Um, <laughs> they made I thought like I hated her the last movie, and I hate her more this movie like she's annoying as fuck but we'll get there yeah i didn't i didn't like her either i, I did not like her at all like yeah if they would have just because i feel like his killings in this movie were pretty brutal um you get more of his rage from this movie um basically the only thing i liked about this movie was michael but i mean the movie was mostly focused around Lori, and i did not like that so i didn't really like the movie because of that but um, overall, it was okay. It was better than 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 the first one. So you know, like my my expectations were all really low. So watching this, I was like, all right, it wasn't that bad. Um, and it's funny because I had I watched it with my sister, and it was, this is also her first time watching it. And um, the scenes, I for, I forgot what scene was happening, but it, I think it was like where Lori was having like a whole like hallucination, and we just sat there like what the fuck did we just watch? 
Like, we were like, what the fuck? Um, there was some weird supernatural shit going yeah. on that wasn't explained because, because like when Michael was eating a dog, she just started to like vomit. I'm like, is she tasting the dog that he's eating? Like, what's happening right now? Like, why? Why are these two scenes being like shown side by side, back to back, like this? Like, what? What does this mean? Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of that going on that confused me too, because it's like so she. So they're connected, and she's seeing his hallucinations that apparently he's seeing too, and I, it, it was weird. It was just it was weird. That was weird. Well, now that you said it like that, they have done that before with the franchise. They did that in Halloween Part Five, where his niece was able to like see through his eyes. That's weird. <laughs> it didn't work then, and it it didn't it didn't work this time. It was weird as shit. What about you, Tuan? What were your thoughts about this movie? Um, I have beef with this movie because why was Octavia Spencer in it, and why would she die? I mean, she wasn't like the Octavia Spencer that we know now. So there, but you know, but you know, like it's different to us because we black. She's black famous. Yeah, we've always known who she is since so, um, since Beauty Shop. So yeah, so, yeah. So, so it don't it don't even matter. I'm like, why was she in this, and why 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 she died? But um, yeah, this was a this was definitely a weird one. Like I felt like. Nothing in this one, nothing in this movie really stick. And Rob Zombie was just trying really hard to go for his like style that he didn't get to go for in the first one. That no plot was there because <laughs> I feel like we didn't really get anywhere with this movie. I think the whole point was he wanted to, he made a promise to his mom that he was going to get Boo, was going to get Boo back, and they were all going to be together as a family. I think that's the entire plot of this movie. That and he was on a revenge kick. And I was like, Michael Myers never had a purpose besides getting to his sister. Everything else was just murder, murder, murder. But like, now he's avenging his mom. We'll get there. We'll get there. Continue to him. Yeah, it just, it a lot of it just, it just wasn't really working for me, I guess you could say. Like, a lot, like. Mostly everything that that like that was going on, what it wasn't really doing anything, and then especially like with the time jump and everything that that we had happen, like it's like if y'all were going to make it happen on Halloween the year after, y'all should just did like the the first second movie and just had it happen the day after. At that point, like we did all this time jump to just go back to Halloween, y'all should have just like. I went went full head steam with it, and had it like take place right right after. Um, at that point, because all of the filler in between, like that we got with like Loomis and like Lori and stuff, none of it was like interesting. Loomis's arc is so trash in this movie. Like he like Loomis like I can see. I hate, I hate what they did. To, I hate what he did to Loomis. This is I not do, the Loomis I grew up with. Like, what the fuck was this? Yeah, I I do hate it also, in it, but I also could see like that particular version of Loomis being a real person, because some people like that can be like skeevy and things and things like but that. That that line, that line he tells his assistant, "If I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you." I was like, "This is not Doctor Loomis. What the fuck is this?" Yeah. That, that like, took me. Yeah, I was like, he said that to me. My sister were like, what did he just say to her? It was very weird. Yeah, it was very weird. Like, but yeah, like, I was, I was, like, on, like, the middle with with this version of Loomis and, like, the first one. But in this one, like, he was just a douche. And then even he found, even he discovered himself he's a douche. But at that point, it was too late. It's you too already, late. Like, yeah, like, you already, like, uh, made a monster at this point. Major the monster. other Loomis, the other Loomis went crazy. But that was after, like, he was chasing Michael for, like, five fucking movies over the span of, like, in universe of, like, 40, 30 fucking, 30 fucking years. Like, he had a right to be crazy. This guy is just... 
money hungry. No, for real. And 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 like I said, like I could see that being the case, but like it also like he wasn't like even like like unlikable in like a good way. Like you know, sometimes you get those unlikable characters where you, you still kind of like him a little bit. This one, I was just like, bro, when is he gonna die? Because <laughs> he was not like giving anything worth for keeping him around. So that was like a bad aspect of it, and. I think just overall, though, I just really was not feeling this movie. Um, I think the only person that elected this movie probably was Annie. <laughs> Annie was definitely the GOAT. But, Tuan, what are some of your uh, your favorite scenes or scenes you liked, disliked, or indifferent about? Share with the class. One scene I did like was when Michael killed Loomis because it was honestly most of the kills in this movie were like very like brutal like um and like over the top but especially when he killed Loomis like you saw the brains hanging out from that man's head and everything like that was kind of that was kind of crazy um I can't think of any like particular like shots that I like though just due to the fact that it was all like very. It felt like Saw, like with that over stylized editing, this hell, hella jump cuts. It's like speeding up and shit, and it's slowing down. I'm like, like this is not like a Saw movie. It, it was like that. It felt like a mu- like a music video, like Rob Zombie was shooting a music video, and like with all the effects and stuff that he would that he was doing in like certain scenes, and it made it hard to like keep track of certain things because he was just trying to like add so much like like stuff to like make it like suspenseful like add mystique and everything to it but it just really wasn't working for me in the way that he was trying to go for it and I think that made me dislike a lot of the scenes in the movie um but besides like that kill of Loomis the only other scene that I will say I did like was um the scene after Andy died and like Lori and also share bracket, like, um, saw like Andy there. Cause like, it felt like actual emotions in those scenes. But besides that, like there weren't many that I could point out that I could say I would like in this movie. Mm, what about scenes you don't like? I'm afraid, well, I guess that's the rest of the movie. <laughs> Honestly, um, scenes that I don't like. Um, one scene that I would say that I just found um, unnecessary was the whole scene where Michael killed the people that was like working out the strip club and like the bar or whatever. That just felt super unnecessary because <laughs> I forget. I I don't think there was a reasoning for him to even be there. That was the bar that his mom was stripping in in the, in the first movie. Oh. Okay, yeah. That's why I said he was on some revenge kick. Like he really, he went to kill the people that employed his mother at the strip club. Well, shit. Why he killed? Well, I ain't gonna say why he killed the stripper. He's Michael Myers, but he didn't need to kill the stripper. She did nothing. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Maria? You have any scenes you like, dislike, or indifferent about? Just thought we're playing fucking weird. Um, I liked. Like the first scene when Michael cuts off the head of um that corn or meat whatever what the guy um he like cuts off his head oh, yeah, and he, like pulls it up yeah it was um the scene where he kills those guys that were like beating him up was also a really good kill scene because he like pushes one he like grabs one of them and pushes him against like all those like horns I don't know it was. Oh, I mean those those antlers. I don't. It was it was a good scene. Um, it was very bloody. Um, yeah, and also the scene with Annie was also really bloody, and it was. It, I feel like it was out of the whole movie. It's probably the most emotional scene that made sense because you know, Annie was really important to both Lori and the the sheriff, and that's just very. You know, it's, I guess it's kind of sad just for her to like to die after escaping him once already. Um. Um. Yeah, and then just like the little cutscenes with Michael, um, I thought were 
I don't know. There's just so like aesthetically pleasing. Like he looks so cool. <laughs> um, that's just yeah. That's it on scenes that I liked. Scenes that I disliked is honestly like any scenes with Lori. I did not like her like at all. <laughs> she was just I don't know. She was just kind of a lot. Um, I also feel like she was very dumb. I also didn't like Loomis. I uh, okay, so I did love the scene where he gets roasted on that like TV, whatever TV show he was on, because he deserved that. Um, he deserved, yeah, he because he was a hundred percent profit profiting off of like these murders. Like I get that he was attacked too. Um, so I mean, but Michael wasn't even trying to attack him, you know, and like, he, I mean. In the beginning, before even Michael even was like killing people, he was trying to profit off of Michael in general, and then he started profiting, profiting off of the murders. And so every scene where they called him out on that, and you just see him stuttering, was like my favorite because he deserved that. Um, and yeah, that's basically. I would say for me, um, the scene where Linda's dad confronts him, I was like, uh. That's kind of sad. Oh, you know what? I actually forgot about that one. Yeah. And then... <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, well, the scene where... Uh, when Michael kills Annie, that fucking got me. When it goes into slow-mo, I'm just mm-hmm. like, no. She was the best part of this fucking movie. And then the scene where her dad finds her... Fucking broke me, and then that scene. Like I, I, I think we were supposed to be emotional, but I was just annoyed the entire time when Lori found out that she was Angel Myers. I was like, I'm annoyed with this whole scene. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, especially because we, because we already know. Yeah, it, it like, and I, and I understand, like, you know, with these type, with those type of like remakes and stuff, like. We'll, we'll know some information going into it, but also it just like it didn't. It wasn't. Like it's been a. Right. It's it's been a year. Like she should have found out why he was trying to kill her a year ago. Why is she finding out a year later? I mean, I that... I did feel bad that she had to find out through a book that somebody else had written. I can't even imagine what he wrote in that book. But yeah, and like also I... maybe Doctor Loomis didn't tell her. Yeah, he just. Yeah, he didn't tell her. Like, she was going to find out. And he was just like, I'm just going to write it in this book. I don't know. Huh. Annie's dad didn't tell her. I was just like, I don't like any of this. I don't feel sorry for her either because I don't, I don't like you. And then the whole bar scene. I just hated the whole scene. And then the scene with Michael, when he ate the dog, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, it was so unnecessary. But... <laughs> Maria, what are some kills you enjoyed or didn't enjoy? I mean, I I enjoyed obviously like the the first kill and the, the kills with the with the the brothers or the the dad and his children. Those were really good kills. I also enjoyed the kills the kill with the nurse because um, he was stabbing her pretty hard, and you hear him like grunting as he's like stabbing the shit out of her. Um, I mean, compared to the first movie, because I mean, and like the original, because it's the only Halloween movies I've seen, it's the most emotion that I've heard him say or heard him doing while he's killing someone. Um, I didn't really like when he killed. Oh, and Annie's kill was really bloody. That was he did not have to <laughs> um, do that to her, um, and I think. The kill when he killed um Lori's co workers were okay. Um I I didn't like the kill where he killed like the guy. Did he kill them both or did he just kill that one who was dressed like as the Rocky Horror Picture Show person? Uh he killed both of them. Um he killed the one girl in the van and then he killed the other girl like she was like calling Sheriff Brackett. Remember she stepped yeah. outside and he like dragged her back in. Oh, okay. I missed that. Um, well, I didn't like the kill when he killed the guy that the first girl was gonna fuck. 
I thought it was so unnecessary. Like, this man is just out here peeing. <laughs> and you're just gonna kill him. <laughs> um, He's a deranged serial killer, Maria. He doesn't care. But he was on a revenge path. I don't know. I figured he would, like, save that. I mean, I guess. Um, What other kills? Honestly, those are the other ones that really stand out to me. He was kind of killing a lot in this movie. You're right. <laughs> he was killing people left and right. But those were the other ones that were really memorable to me. What about what about you? What are some standout kills? What are some standout kills? Good, bad, and gruesome. Um, yeah, we'll agree with Maria that I, f- I forgot about the kill at the beginning when he like used a glass shard to like basically like cut that dude's head like clean off. Like that was a that was a crazy kill at the beginning of the movie. Um, so that was a good one. Um, I liked Loomis's kill. And, um, I also, well, I, I don't like it because she died, but Annie's kill, like, like, that was, like, a good scene, and, it, like, made for, like, the two emotional scenes that we, I'll say most emotional ones that we got out of, like, Lori and Bracket because of it, but, um, besides that, it was just a lot of, a lot of stabbing and nothing else, like, too, too memorable, but, I do like how brutal the kills were in this movie. I will say I appreciate that. I feel like the new, um, the newer one kind of pulled that from this movie. I will say, like the um, the requel, I guess, um, kind of pulled that from this movie because the kills in that in those newer movies from, and the new movies felt like more brutal compared to like the older ones um, prior to the Rob Zombie movie. Yeah, yeah. The only kill that stand out for me would be Annie's kill because that was emotional. It's emotional because it was was it needed? Like she got her brutal. She was brutally attacked in the first one, and then you come back and you get you brutally murder her in the sequel. Like why all the all this beef for this fucking character? Like you gave Laurie two new friends. You should just let them be. The sacrificial lambs and left Annie alone. Like fucking fucking Annie, bro. Damn. Uh I think the kill well the the dream sequence kill when he kills Octavia Spencer's character, the nurse. Mm-hmm. I was like, bro, what are you doing? Like all like he was he was going at her. And then they kept showing her face while he was stabbing her. And I was like, ah, this is too much. No, for real. This is, this is too much. And then the whole thing with the farm, with the farmers and that chick. I was like, why is this here? Like, I'm like, why does Rob Zombie need a hillbilly family in every movie that he has? Like, why? Why are they here? Why are they? It was annoying. But other than that, like, I just, the kills are either, like, either too brutal or out of place or made no fucking sense, which is this entire movie, actually. But we are speed running through this somehow. So let's get to the characters. I want to start with, I want to start with Annie. Like, I was surprised to see Annie back. I remember when I first watched it, I didn't think Annie was going to be in in the sequel because she didn't survive that first movie and, I mean, the original movie. And then when, when you watch Halloween 2007, like, he, like, brutally attacked her. Like, she, like, the, even the fact that she was the only person of that group of four that survived, because he went crazy on all four of them. Like, what the hell? Yeah. And then, like... I, I I got her PTSD. I got why she didn't leave the house. I got why she was a shut in. Like some you don't know why you were attacked by this crazy guy last year and he murdered your friends, he murdered your boyfriend, almost murdered you, and you had no you have no idea why. And it just made me so mad that, that Lori was such a bitch to her the entire time. No, like, that's facts. 
It's like you both barely survived this fucking killer. You both lost people close to you, and you're being a bitch. And you're living with her and her dad. They could have left your ass on the side of the road somewhere. True. <laughs> but what about you, Tuan? What do you what are your thoughts on Annie? Yeah, Annie, obviously she didn't deserve like anything. Like she was just being a friend and like the fact that she even did survive yeah like you mentioned like that's crazy in itself because yeah michael was like not pulling back like on anybody that he came across that he was ready to kill in in these two movies so the fact that she did survive is crazy and yeah the treatment that she was getting from like laurie and stuff it was like very unwarranted like i understand laurie like you going through it and all but they just your friend like, ain't this your friend? Like, do you not see the condition she's in right now? Like, she got fucked up. Like, <laughs> and it was not, it like, it was not looking, looking good for her. And, yeah, the fact that she even made it is, like, a miracle in itself. But the fact that she got attacked again and actually killed this time around, like, that's even more sad. And she felt it once she's actually, like, fat when she found her in the house after the party and everything. But, um, yeah, Annie was, like, she, she was a good character. Everybody in this movie, like, she was the only person I actually cared about. And then she died. And I was like, well, now I don't care anymore. <laughs> Maria, what are your thoughts on Annie? Well, I feel like she didn't make a huge impression in this film. Oh, no, okay, no, that's not, that's a lie. She did. But, um, like, she wasn't. She felt more like a side character in this film, but I feel like even though she was in like a few scenes, she made like a huge impression because, you know, she, yeah, because she let Lori live with them. They were trying to help her cope. Um, I'm, you know, pretty sure that um, Annie herself was dealing with like a lot of trauma. Like they would, like you would see scenes of her face, her, her face was all cut up. Like, Jesus, you know? Um, and you can still see scars. Um, so it was so, it was, I feel like it was nice of her and her dad to, you know, to try to help Lori through her trauma. Um, and I wonder if Annie knew, like, I wonder if, well, I guess not. She probably didn't. Um, but it was just so sad to see her. If Annie knew what? Uh, well, I was going to say if she knew about, like, Lori being Michael's sister, but she, she didn't. Um, but it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's still sad to kind of, like, her scene, her kill scene was just huge. Like, it had such a big impact on the whole movie. And it was so bloody. You know, there was blood literally everywhere in that bathroom. And for Lori to find her like that, and for her dad to find her like that, I don't know, it was very sad. <laughs> justice for Lori. Ah, justice for Annie. For Annie. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but let's go to Annie's dad. Let's go to Sheriff Brackett. Now, again, this was a new one for me because with when in the in the OG movie, Annie died in that first one. We only saw Sheriff Brackett for like a second in the second one. So having more time with him was kind of nice. But also, I was like, like you kept a secret from her. You kept a secret from Rory, and. I'm not gonna lie, all the cute little like dinner scenes and family scenes between between the three of them. I was like, I'm liking this. Like I knew one of them were gonna die. I, I thought he was gonna die, not her. But like he he didn't really have an impact for me in this movie. What about you, Maria? What'd you think about Sheriff Brackett? I mean, he definitely should have told Lori about, you know, I guess I feel like he was just waiting for her to get better. She was having a lot of night terrors. Um, so I guess dropping that on her was just not going to help anyone. Um, though finding out through a book was much worse. But he, I'm pretty sure he also didn't expect Dr. Loomis to put that shit in his book. Um, I don't know. Like, I liked his character. Like, he was really trying you know, like for Lori and for, for, you know, for his daughter, like he was trying to, to, you know, they were all trying to patch their lives up back together, you know, like after everything. And they were, you know, he was trying his best to be understanding and to be there for them. And 
he was a good character. Like his daughter, they were both really good characters. You know what I mean? Like, they weren't really doing anything bad, I guess. I don't know. They were, they were just really nice. <laughs> it's the best way I can explain it. Like, they were, like, he was trying, you know, to fill in that parental role for Lori, which I thought, you know, was, was nice. It was nice of him. Um, and he, and it was, I mean, it wasn't really like he was trying to push that on her. He was, he was just trying his best, you know. Um, so I, I can kind of remember, I can kind of understand why he didn't tell Lori about her being Michael's sister. Cause, you know, I mean, like in the beginning of the movie, you literally like, like we see her having a night terror and then they like briefly talk about it and they mention that it's, you know, it's still, still a thing. So I'm assuming she's been having them sit for like a year already. Um, so I can kind of understand why he didn't, though, um, he probably should have gone gotten like ahead of the book release because i feel like he like i I feel like he knew that dr loomis knew but he um i don't know he definitely could have handled that better but i mean i think realistically i don't know how anybody else would have handled it but um he tried his best and i love him for it tuan yeah, I I agree with uh, both you guys on share bracket. Um, he definitely had a hard job because he 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 had to balance the fact that he he didn't know about like that secret um, of Lori being Michael's um, sister. But honestly, like in the time that we had in the movie, like there really was no good time that he could have told her this, and it'd be. And it not going like a bad way. And due to her finding out the way that she did, like he couldn't stop it in any type of way either. Like, um there was really at least on that in that in that matter of things, there was nothing that unfortunately he could really do about that. But in the stuff that he was able to do for her in the meantime, um while he could, like, acting as basically, like, a surrogate, like, dad and everything, like, he, he did as good as he could, um, for him, for, I mean, for her and, um, his own daughter, so, like, I give him, like, kudos on that, and he was just trying to keep it all together, because, I mean, shit, he gotta keep Lori, Lori's, like, stuff together, along with his daughters and then the whole town itself after having like a whole tragedy like happen and everything. So that's a lot to put on a person, um, at like at once. So like commend him a bit for like keeping it together best as he could. But, um, I don't, yeah, I will say, I don't think I have any like bad things to say about his character though. Um, yeah, especially since we did get a little more time with him in this one. I don't think I have anything, like, bad to say about him. Same, same, same kind of same way as Annie. Like, I guess you could kind of, I guess you kind of, like, see, even though it was, like, a movie and everything, like, Annie's character kind of rubbed off nicely, um, learning from her dad, I guess you could say. And Brackett was, like, a pretty stand-up person, I would say. Well, what about Dr. Loomis? Now, for me, I fucking hated Dr. Loomis in this movie. I do not like this universe as Dr. Loomis. This is, this is one of the reasons why I don't like remakes. I told y'all that Halloween 2007 and, and, and this movie are the reasons why I hate remakes because they take characters from the, from the OG movies that you love and then they ruin them. Like, they made Dr. Loomis this fucking money-hungry, fame-hungry, like... Doctor feel on crack, basically. Like the way he was talking to his assistant, going to like all of these interviews and being an a diva. He was being a diva. And it was not like the Loomis that I know. But what about you, Tuan? What did you think about Dr. Loomis? Yeah, Dr. Loomis was a douche in this movie. Definitely more so than the um previous one. Just because he was just, he was only using the stuff that he had on Michael to make himself, in, like, enrich himself and not actually help anything. And, 
like I said before, I think in the other one, he remind this Loomis reminded me of the doctor from the Friday the Thirteenth, the one that had Tina. Um, I forget which part it was, but he reminds me. Next part seven. Yeah, part part seven. He reminds me of that doctor because I feel like they both like weren't trying to like help who they were, um, who they feel like they were trying to help. They were just trying to enrich themselves in some type of way, which is what definitely Loomis was doing here. Like he, he really, I feel like he really, he never had any intentions of like helping Michael. It didn't really feel like it. Um, it just felt like he was just trying to like enrich himself by using the tragedy and also like the story of Michael to, you know, just basically print money because I mean that true crime shit sells like everybody like loves that shit. And because he's direct, he was directly involved and like, he's a psychologist or whatever and everything. Like he can like look into the mind of Michael and stuff. So like it, it, it would be easy for someone like him to just like make a make some quick bucks off of it, off of tragedy and everything. But then he started to like get cold feet and like feel bad about it. But at that point, it was like, bro, it's too late now. Like you had a whole year to think about this shit. Like you're thinking about it now. Like right when Michael was back, like you had a whole year to think about this. You went on press conferences and book signings and all this other shit. Like you wrote the whole book in a year to like like get it out before halloween and stuff like you weren't thinking about this prior like you were really just like going hard on how can i use this tragedy so that i can make more money and that sucks because you know the shit happens for real like we're, well you're seeing it right now with the whole like that jeffrey dahmer show people are like um how they're being like obsessed with it right now so like it's not even like too far-fetched to believe but his character is just the worst um, in, in this movie. Yeah, yeah, and you were right, Mark. It's like, he's nothing like the original Loomis whatsoever. Like, you could tell in the original movie, Loomis, um, original two movies, Loomis definitely was, like, trying to help Michael. And um, none of that rubbed off on this one, on this, like, version of him. And he was, like, bad because of it. So, once he eventually did die, I definitely felt nothing of it. Um, it's like, okay, good riddance. What about you, Maria? What are your thoughts on Loomis? I mean, I only know the Loomis from this universe. Um, and he was awful. Yeah, like, I totally agree. Like, in the beginning, he was... You can kind of tell he wasn't... He didn't care about Michael. He was really only there to make money off of him. He didn't really care until like the end, like the last 20 minutes. And then the beginning of this movie, the the whole movie, to be honest, he was just like trying to profit off of everything. He was, yeah, he was 100% acting like a diva. Like he was, a lot of stuff he was doing was crossing the line. And I mean, I guess you can chalk it up to saying and like, you know, he had his, his own trauma he was going through, but he didn't have to drag everybody else with him you know um yeah like the scene with like the with with the dad um i think Lindsay, her name was like when her dad came and he like show he like showed him the picture of her he was like do you recognize her and he was like no i don't like that shows enough he did not care about these victims he rolled it off made it seem like he did but he a hundred percent did not um, I'm really glad he got roasted in that, that one show because he deserved that. Like he did not deserve. Um, I don't know. He was just. It's like at this point, you know, he who, who who's the real villain in the story? <laughs> he like he was he was just awful. Um, and that's the only Loomis that I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but like, it also makes you think like. What the hell was his sessions with Michael really like? That's true. Yeah. Because it's like, if your sessions with Michael is like caused you to become this person, then what the hell were you doing in these sessions with Michael? Because clearly you couldn't help Michael, and now you become some batshit crazy, fame-hungry, famous doctor wannabe. So it's like, what were these sessions with Michael like? Yeah. And also... His involvement in the in the climax in the cabin, I was like, I don't know what's happening. 
And then he died. And I was like, I like this is Dr. Loomis. I just watched Dr. Loomis die. I should feel something. But Rob Zombie ruined the character, so I felt nothing. Yeah, I didn't really care for him throughout the movie. Like seeing him and everything, just I didn't need those scenes. I didn't care what he was doing. Well, I want to know what you thought about the ghost of... You know, I was going to say we should talk about Lori and Michael's mom, but, like, she was just a ghost. Let's talk about her. Let's talk about these these ghostly visions that was happening. What the fuck did you guys think about that? What was up with that? I thought they were so dumb. <laughs> like, I I saw the that whole, like thing about a white horse in the beginning and then it came up again and then and then she shows up with the white horse and then i mean it wasn't just her at some point it was like i don't it was just weird like i don't i don't get it i don't get it i honestly i was gonna ask you guys what all that meant because i can't wrap my head around it um it didn't make sense to me i don't i don't know i also don't really know why Lori is having these like hallucinations of her mom when she was like a baby when all this happened you know what i mean and like she didn't i'm assuming she never saw a picture of her mom until like the book so i don't know it just i don't yeah i don't know why why the ghost was there why her and michael would have were having these moments and then why her Lori, and michael were having these moments it just felt and why, like, and why was there a horse there? And yeah. why was Michael seeing? And why was Michael seeing his mom a horse and his six-year-old, however the hell old he was supposed to be? Like, why is this a thing? Yeah. Like, it Tuan, do you, just... did you understand what was going on, Tuan? I Can really, you help me and Maria? I really didn't understand what was going on with that whole thing. Like, it was... You're supposed to be our saving grace, Tuan. You're supposed <laughs> to come in with the knowledge and be like, this is what it means. Yeah, yeah. I can I can figure it out with this and I'll be real with you. Because it was, it was just not, like... It, it came so out of, like, left field. Like, I could see if, like, if it was, like, either just, like, little smidge of this in the first one, like, uh, like maybe, like, you could pull, like, string something together. But because, like, that whole concept was, like, introduced into this one, and then also it was, like, it was never, like, explained in any way. Like, we know, like, they, like she's having the visions, but, like, Michael's also having the visions, but they're also having the same visions. I'm, like, so it's not it's not really like all the way connecting for me there in my mind and like the way to put the best way to put it together. So it, it wasn't being like sold to me, I guess you could say in like the way, in like the way that I guess Rouse Abbey wanted it. Um, which also makes me like seeing it now. I'm like, okay, I see now why they like put the reins on him for the first one. It was like, no, no, no. Like you stick to what we want you to do. You just direct because it was not making any sense, really. And um, coming into this one with, like, that whole thing, it, it was not making sense. It was really just a reason for him to, like, like every other movie that he does, just put his wife in some shit. Like, he always has to, like, stuff his wife into, like, any movie that he has for some reason. Um, he just needs to stuff her at home and leave her off the set. <laughs> Like it was, it was not really, it was not really like doing anything for me. And like, I'm trying, like I'm trying to piece the words together, but it it was not really doing anything for me. And it was, but it was also unnecessary at the same time because it didn't like, it didn't fill in anything. Like, okay, we know Lori is your is Michael's sister. I'm like, okay, we get that, but these hallucinations are like adding anything else, like to the to the um, pot so that we can mix it mix it together and get an idea or something to go off of with it. It's like, okay, so I guess there, maybe there's like, a, like there's just a mental illness and they all have to deal with it and like, they both have to deal with it now. But it's like, okay, like it, they, they didn't, they, it wasn't, it wasn't giving. Well, do you think Lori was giving? Um, Lori can rot. <laughs> Tell us more. 
<laughs> Lori is exactly where she belongs in that mental hospital. Like she was a she like I was okay with this version of Lori in the first one. I was okay with it. Like she wasn't bad. She wasn't good. But like in this one, like I don't know. I felt like she was overacting a lot of the time in this one. Like the actress herself, like they had her overacting a lot, which made me not like this character, this version of Lori in the second movie, just because of the way they had her like overacting in a lot of scenes. Like um, when she found out the news about her being like Michael's sister, um, the way like she was just like talking to like Annie and stuff at times and everything, and the way they had her acting and, like, those hallucination scenes, like, she thought, like, she saw Michael at the Halloween party, um, it just felt like a lot of overacting, and it looked, it made the character herself look bad, but also, she just came across as annoying, and not really, like, final girl, like, uh, our OG Lori Duck gives, like, like, this Lori was not, like, doing, like, any, final girl activities is like the plot is like the plot was like moving along and Lori was just like getting pushed forward with it. Like she wasn't actually bringing anything to the plot. Like Michael was doing all the plot and Lori was just kind of there in this movie until they needed her to be at the end scene. And then Michael scooped her up himself. Honestly, if they would have killed Lori and just had Annie (laughs) take over, I wouldn't have been mad. Like I, I wouldn't have been one of those like, Oh my god, you can't kill off Laurie Strode. She's important. I'm like, yeah, but this Laurie Strode can go and we can keep we can keep Annie Brackett because I don't fucking care. <laughs> what about you, Maria? What'd you think about Lori? Um, I mean I'm pretty sure I kind of mentioned it in the beginning, but I did not like Lori. Um she was yeah, she was just kind of I mean, like, I agree with what Tawan said. She didn't really add to the plot. Like, her scenes, like, realistically, in the beginning, her scenes are just kind of her um, dealing with all of, you know, everything that's going on around her. Then she finds out she's Michael's sister, runs away, goes to a bar, gets fucked up, comes back, and then that's when everything starts. And that's it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, Michael basically pushes... Michael's the one who... Obviously, he's creating the plot. He's over here killing. Um, I don't know. I just... I don't like Lori. I just... I didn't like the way she reacted to a lot of things. And, yeah, I guess her actor did over-exaggerate a lot of things as well. I don't know if it's because it's, like, a Rob Zombie movie, but that didn't really help her character. Um... I don't know. There's just a lot of things going on with Lori that I was just like, that's kind of stupid. Um, the ending where she's in that mental hospital and that, that dream she had where she like dreams of like killing Annie, dressing up as her brother and stabbing her. I don't know. It was just, it was weird. Like there was just a lot of things being added to her character that was weird. Um, I just, you know, like, yeah, if, if if it was Annie as the final girl, it would have. I think the movie would have made more sense. Um, I think either the movie would have made sense or it wouldn't have changed, to be honest. And that's how much Laurie impacted the movie to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think Laurie was needed. She didn't add anything. This isn't a Laurie show that everyone knew. The character was completely different. The character was, I just, it just something wasn't working. Like between the story, the script didn't help the actor, and the actor didn't help the script. They were both equally bad, in my opinion. So it's just a miss. But another thing I didn't, I didn't understand was Michael. Michael Myers never had like a revenge plot. He literally had. Only thing Michael was ever about was finding his his sister or finding his closest relative so he can kill them. That's the only mission on the only thing he had the only mission he ever had. Anyone he killed in between was either he passed them along the way or he needed their car or he just wanted to kill somebody because it was like three PM. He ain't killed nobody yet. That's how Michael Myers was, but 
now they have Michael Myers going to a fucking avenge his mother. Like no one forced her to go strip at the at, go strip at the strip club. Like those people didn't force her into it, but you went to that strip club that she worked at to kill those people, and then where the fuck was his mask? Like, why does Michael Myers look like a homeless guy? Why is half his mask going? Why can't I see half of his face clear? We never see Michael Myers' face. Part of like a flash here and there, but never like it's. They showed his face twice in part. They showed his face in part one, and they showed it in part. Four, but it was like for a split second. Why can't I see this man's face the entire movie? Like this isn't is it Michael Myers? Maria, what are your thoughts on Michael Myers in this movie? I agree with what you said. Like in the beginning I was confused. Why did he even have his mask? Um yeah, like there were times he didn't have it and I'm like he would take it off and put it on and I'm like why like that just kind of makes no sense um i mean i did like a lot of his scenes mostly because aesthetically they were very pleasing um like there was one scene i forgot what oh like the scene where he's um he's kind of walking in the neighborhood and like a kid walks up to him and he was like whoa you know you a giant he looks really cool in that scene like his face is all dark, and you just see two glowing orbs that you assume are his eyes, and it just looks so cool. Um, when he killed the nurse, um, and he had his mask on, he looked very like serial killery in that, you know, very slasher, um, very slash slasher killer or whatever in that scene. It looked really, really, really cool. Um, other than that, though, I mean, I didn't know that that that, that strip club was like where um the, where his mom worked. I thought he was just randomly killing people. To be honest, um, I didn't really, I didn't know he was on a revenge tour. I guess in this movie, I thought he was just looking for Lori, and on his way, he was just killing people. You know, um, so to me, it was kind of like just another slasher movie. Um, I didn't know why he had to do Annie like that. <laughs> like, there's no, I just, like, why? Like, why? I didn't, I don't think he would have recognized her, to be honest. Um, but I mean, other, other than that, Oh, and his, his kills in the movie were also pretty brutal. His scenes in the movie were my favorite. Um, yeah, that's like pretty much I can say about him, to be honest. I mean, I haven't watched the other movies, so I can't really tell you how it's different from these remakes. But to me, they kind of make sense. Um, though, I feel like this Michael compared to like the first Michael in the in in the first movie, the the first remake movie, um, they, they seem kind of different. Cause you can hear him while he's killing people, which I thought was, was different. Usually these killers are kind of killing people very silently. But here you can hear him kill like he's like pissed. Like you you can hear the rage under his mask, which I thought was pretty cool. Um yeah, that's pretty much it. Tuan. Yeah, um, I didn't mind Michael in this one. I mean, shit, Michael was the only thing moving the plot along in this movie. From what, from what I saw, like he was, he was getting, he was getting shit done. Like he had like a, he had a mental checklist. Was checking that shit twice and was cutting anybody in his way. Um. Oh, but I. I say I do like this Michael because it's like to like how brutal he was and like, you know, like the stabbings and all that kind of stuff like um, that. I am a fan of with when the when they do that with like the 
killers in these movies. That's kind of why I like the. That's well. That's personally why I like the Friday the Thirteenth remake because of how brutal they had Jason in that movie. Um, I'm okay with them upping that for these type of movies and things of that matter. So that kind of worked for me. Um, but besides that aspect of it, I don't know if like <laughs> there was anything else that Michael really did in this one. Like he didn't really have a connection to Lori as like, as opposed to like the others and even bringing back into like say um the older movies going into like the current like reboot sequel whatever like because like him and Laurie have a kind of like a cat and mouse type of feel it kind of pays off but since like he only tried to kill Laurie or 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 you know tried to seek out Laurie in the first movie, in this one, and then we get to the second movie, the Rob Zombie one, where he is on, like, as um, Mark said, like, a revenge tour, and then gets to Lori again, and we only, she only just finds out that, like, she's, like, she's, um, um, his sister and whatnot. That didn't really, it didn't feel like much payoff to it, um, in a sense that, Michael and her needed to be, like, reunited, I guess. But I guess that's also where the fucking visions and everything play in part of it as well. Because the mother was saying, like, oh, they have to, like, be together and everything like that. But he was going to kill her anyway. So, I don't know. It just... It felt a lot... it, It felt like a lot was happening, but nothing was also happening at the same time. And... I definitely blame Rob Zombie because, because for that, for that, um, and while Michael was like brutal and stuff, like I like the kills that he had in here. I like that he was kind of he was basically just on go mode the entire time with anyone that was like crossing his path. Um, there also wasn't like any story to like go along with it because even though like Michael like doesn't talk and everything, like the nonverbals that you get from Michael in, like, the other movies and everything, when him and Lori are, like, face-to-face or confronting, like, the non-verbal, non-verbal acting is still there, but you didn't really feel that in this one. Even though you could damn near see, like, a good amount of his face in this one, it still didn't really feel like you were looking at anything. So, there wasn't much payoff, I guess you could say, with this Michael, um, which, I guess, with Lori ending up in a mental hospital, I guess it was supposed to be her payoff, but it still didn't really work for me. Yeah, but that that depends on... I meant to say this when when Maria brought it up, but it depends on which version of this movie you saw. Lori either got murdered by the cops at the end, or she ended up in a mental hospital. Was the mental hospital the theatrical cut? Which... which, which, What was your ending? I, I saw she was at the mental hospital in my ending. That is the director's cut. Yeah, oh. uh, the theatrical cut, you can't find that anywhere. It's not widely available. I didn't know that. So wait, she got gunned down by the police in that one? Yeah, because she stepped out with, with, the, the, gun, with the knife, with the mask and with the knife and the whole thing, and they took her ass out. But that depends on, well, that if, if you can get lucky and find that version... But you know you can find Trust you can me, find I know where I can find it now. <laughs> True, but like, but like, but yeah, Rob Zombie like like he had that that version like destroyed afterwards, so it's hard to come back. I got you. But guys, we're at the end of our Halloween 2009 rundown. But we're not quite done. Tawan, can you give the people the behind the scenes info and facts? Yes, I can. Let me pull that up though. One second. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, so the budget for um, Halloween 2 
uh, was $15 million, and it made back um, a box office of $39.4 million, making about $40 million less um, than before. Um, a little bit of interesting tidbits here. Um, Maine is the first actor to portray Myers within two movies in a row. Um, they decided to give Lori the name Angel as her real, as her real name was meant to, meant to emphasize her as an extreme opposite to Michael. Um, there is a cut scene that shows the first time Michael ever speaks. Um, the year between the release of the first film and pre-production, the second, wait, Okay, let me re- let me do re- I'm gonna redo that one. The year between the release of the first film and pre-production, um, the actor who played young Michael in the first movie, um, Dave Fark, um, had had a huge growth sport um, growth spurt and couldn't remain in the role, so they recasted him. Um, Rob Zombie didn't want to do this movie, at least at first. Zombie felt the experience was very exhausting. Although it, although it did well enough to warrant a sequel, Zombie wasn't interested in doing it. He told Dimension Films he was out and the studio looked elsewhere for a director. But after having a year to think about it, Zombie decided he didn't want to see another filmmaker mess with his vision. He also felt he had more creative freedom by getting involved with part two as he could get it, as he could go with his own, go with it his own way. As far as some critics' reactions, the film currently sits at a 21% on Rotten Tomatoes. This movie is old enough to drink. Um, Variety felt the use of Deborah and the white... So sad. I I was a kid (laughs) when this came out. Jesus Christ. Variety felt the use of Deborah and the White Horse was nothing more than silly, and he disagreed that Zombie's choice to film Halloween 2 and 16mm film, and stated that the hospital scene was nothing more than a butcher version of Carpenter's 1981 sequel, with the rest of the film feeling like it was rushed and slapped together at the last minute. That I agree a lot with. Um... Timed Out believed the hospital scenes at the start of the film bested the 1981 sequel in just about every respect. I do not know what movie they were watching. Um, Rob Zombie had to pay them. What the <laughs> fuck is yeah. The, um, the New York Post did not believe the character of Laurie Strode was a balance for Michael Myers or or Dr. Loomis, and that the ghostly images of Deborah Myers were relief from the blood streak brutality of Michael's murders. The Boston Globe had very reactions to the film, pointing out that Zombie attempted to be more inventive with Halloween 2, but only achieved mixed results for his efforts. Russo deferred referred to the dream sequences of Deborah Myers and the White Horse as pretentiously silly, but agreed that the scenes did help break up the standard genre of violence. And from a reviewer on IMDb, here's what the entire movie lacks. Everything. What's worse is Zombie assumes you need everything. you. Yeah, sorry. I'm going to redo that one. And from a reviewer on IMDb, here's what the entire movie lacks. Everything. What's worse is Zombie assumes you need everything done for you as well. The 70s versions were so much better because Carpenter understood that the human imagination will make horror films far more frighteningly, frighteningly natural. Zombie overdoes it um, overdoes it, and um, assumes your imagination doesn't work, so he made a film so utterly devoid of suspense. Sheesh. But they're right. Well, who cares what they think? What about us? Maria, do you cash or pass Halloween 2009? Um, I pass. This movie was a lot. And uh, the only thing I liked about the movie was Michael. Um, But that doesn't like... It's like one pro, and then there was like a thousand cons. So uh, I will pass. Tuan, do you cash or pass Halloween 2009? Um, I would definitely pass on this movie. Um, compared to the first one, this one makes the first one look like a um, looks like a cash. Um, because this one just felt really nonsensical and out of touch, I guess you could say. Um, the studio should have just kept the reins on Zombie and and um, 
not promised them all that creative freedom. When he left, they should have immediately found a new director and just kept going with it because whatever he did here was not working. Like, it's cool to see a new take. I'm a, like, I'm open to new adaptations. This was just not a good one. I'm glad we now have the continuation of the original that we do now. And I pass. For me, I pass. There's a reason why I say the 2007 and these and, the, and this movie are the reasons why I hate remakes. They do everything. Everything they do is what you shouldn't do in a remake. You, we, I like a remake that reinvents the story, but doesn't completely fuck with the story. Like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. In certain parts, that is a shot-for-shot remake. But they up the ante. They, they, they flip things to a degree when you expect you expect it to be one way, but they flip it so they're like, oh, okay, you, you knew it went this way in the original, and you know that we know that, but you flipped it to make us second guess it. That's perfect. But this, these two movies are horrible. Like the Lori, they cast the wrong actress to play Lori. They should have. When I want the secondary friend to live over the main final girl, that's how you know there's something wrong with the writing. And. Michael's motives were, were all over the place. And it's like, yes, you don't have to tell the audience that Lori and Michael are brother and sister. But you should tell the fucking character, especially when everyone around her knows who the fuck she is. Like I, like you said, Tuan, they gave Rob Zombie too much freedom and he ran with it. This is why he didn't... This is why they should have kept the, 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 the reins in and kept the fucking lock on him because why is that horse there? Why are we seeing Deborah Myers with a horse and with like ten year old Michael? Why is Michael seeing this? Why is Lori seeing this? Why is Lori tasting the dog that Michael was eating? None of this is explained. It's a pass for me. But join us next week as all of us get gathered back together as we throw around our predictions for Halloween ends. Goodbye. The Haddonfield Horrors Podcast is a Letters to Media production. Should we do an intro?